just in my heart, man, and in my mind. I feel it all around me, I feel myself dive down into the tank yeah, that I do on my mind. Because I'm dancing with emotions all of the time, you know I'm feeling and loving. I grab a hold and don't drop it, I keep it by my side, use it to groove it and rock it. And this is how it was meant to be, and this is how it is today, man. Can you please see what I'm feeling inside me when I look into my mind? Have a look, I'm sick and low when I look into the sky, it's just a little triple. Episode number 36 of the Average Man Podcast, Roll With It. That's uh, a little track that I made actually a few years back now. Geez, probably five or six years ago. Uh, made that recorder. It was from Loops off Garage Band and then I uh, yeah, recorded it, uploaded it to Drupal J Unearthed. And um, yeah, man, I haven't really brought those uh, tracks out of the out of the old box for a little while. So I thought, fuck it, man, I'll uh, use one of my tracks as... Um, the opening, the opening intro song. So I hope that that translated all right through with the recording, man. I'm a little bit paranoid. Um, I'm a bit paranoid about the recording as I've had a few problems of late. But uh, before we get into that, uh, I'll jump into my shout-outs. Well, what, basically what happened was uh, last weekend I um, I did record a podcast. But, um, yeah, the, the, the audio was just unlistenable. So I lost another one, man. It's happened to me twice in the, in the last few weeks. So... I was pretty devastated about that. Um, so, yeah, I've been a little bit patchy and inconsistent, but anyway, I'll jump into the shout-outs and we'll get on with the podcast. Um, I'll delve into that a little bit deeper in a second. I'd like to shout-out, as always, to Two-Way Hire Services. Two-Way Hire Services is your family-owned and operated two-way radio supplier. They ship throughout WA free of charge. So whether you need a portable handheld radio, a CB radio for your vehicle or an antenna, Two-Way Hire Services will keep you connected. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.tw hs.com.au I also like to shout out to Perth Hire Perth Hire have you covered with honing, polishing cutting and drilling hire equipment for all your concrete and construction job needs uh, they also have consumable products available, check them out on Facebook Instagram or at www.hireperth.com.au I also like to shout out to my man Captured by Carlos he's a uh, 
two-time Average Mount Podcast alumni. He's a local ph- photographer doing uh, doing landscapes, commercial jobs, uh, drone photos, small video edits, family family portraits, um, and does just a bunch of really great work. You can check him out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And also would like to shout out to PCC Productions, the audiovisual specialists up here in the Pilbara. PCC are a company that uh, thrives on making Headland an awesome place to live through epic live events, supporting uh, and supporting local musicians. So check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or www.pccproductions.com.au. That's my shout-outs. Um, so, yeah, as I said, missed last week's... Um, podcast episode again and, and I was pretty spewing about it so um, I did the last last podcast I did was the week weekend that I went for, uh, left for Bali so sort of 26th of, Mar- of um, May 20, no, <laughs> 26th of April um, I think and then um, I was going to do one in Bali and just never got around to it man we were flat out the whole time over there with the kids playing and everything and then um well, then I, you know, I didn't do one the week, and we got back because um, I feel like I'm going over things because I said all this shit last week, but didn't record properly. So we landed from Bali, and I had a mate coming through town literally that day. So as I pulled up in the driveway, uh, him and his sister were at our at our joint already, and it was sort of straight into the catching up and drinking and barbecue and all that sort of um, rigmarole on Saturday Arvo that went through Saturday night and then through to Sunday, Sunday. Uh, day till about one thirty, two o'clock in the Arvo um, and they split kept heading down south and um, I was crook man I was really really crook we, um, I think my, myself and my wife both got um, dengue fever undiagnosed like we didn't go to the doctor and get blood tests or anything but coming back from Bali getting the um, exact symptoms described for dengue fever and then uh, reading up about there's been a lot of cases coming back from Bali recently and a bit of an outbreak sort of going on and um, yeah, like I said, was was um, symptom for symptom exactly what they described a dengue fever, and it was pretty pretty horrible, man. It came on pretty strong Sunday, Arvo evening, um, through Monday it was probably the worst day. Then Tuesday was pretty rough as well. Started getting better Wednesday, but just um, full head to head to bot, or head to toe um, aches, cramps, like really really bad, aching through all my fingers and joints and knees and arms, shoulders, back, legs just all the way up and throbbing, throbbing headache, fevers at night, just sweating, 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 but freezing cold as well. And um, yeah, it was pretty rough few days there. So I didn't get one pumped out that weekend. And then last weekend, um, my wife was in Carafa for training for three days for work. Um, and uh, we drove down, I drove down with the kids on Saturday to go see her, stay the night. And then, you know, we'd be there for Sunday morning, which was Mother's Day, so we could be there and give her, you know, hang out with her for a couple of hours before she had to go back to the course and give her some presents and things like that. And um, it was the only chance I was going to get was to record on the way down. So I had myself set up with the, the microphone and the iPad in the car and uh, my my um, microphone stand sort of sort of set up um, so I could drive obviously and just do the whole thing hands free. I pulled over, got it all set up, recording, and then just started driving and just spoke to the microphone as I went. And I was pretty stoked that I that I managed to pump that out and, and nail one, even though I wasn't going to get any other chance that weekend, you know, having the kids full-time the whole weekend. And then uh, when I listened back to it the next day, driving back from Kraft, I always sort of like, listened back to the podcast to check for quality and things like that. It was unlistenable, man. Like, I guess sitting in the car and recording is one thing, but driving and having the vibrations of that car travel through the microphone stand and, and everything, like, all you could hear was just car noises and it sounded like somebody talking through a bloody... Um, severe cyclone in the background sort of thing it was just crazy man so um, completely unlistenable a good hour of content that I'm you know I was really happy I'd got done and had to just delete and get rid of so I was pretty spewing about that one so it's been you know three weeks or something now since I've um, uh, published anything so here I am back 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 on the damn thing and yeah I went over Bali I went over everything on that last podcast I can't I can't really be going back over it again man except to say that yeah I didn't have time to record over there like I thought we would um, even though we had it was a nice really good nice you know relaxing holiday the time that we were sort of at the hotel chilling we were with the kids the whole time and the time that we didn't have the kids we put them in kids club or we had a babysitter at night we were out doing things so you know there really was no time of me just sitting there around the pool on my own undisturbed where I could where I could pump a podcast out there was always at least one of the kids around if we were if we were sitting around chilling so uh, there was probably one one 
hour to an hour and a half I had on the second last day we were there sitting on the day bed around the pool and Heidi my, my daughter went to sleep my boy was sitting on his iPad having having some quiet time and, and I was wrecked man I fell asleep on the on the pool chair myself so um, yeah that was the only only chance we all would have got but we had a great time over there man really nice hotel the um, um, Bali Mandira Beach Club or Beach Hotel and just a really, really nice spot next to the Padma, next to Hotel Legian Beach there on that, that um, strip of, um, if anyone that knows Bali knows Legian, there's that strip of Legian Beach there where there's a road that cars are always blocked from driving on and then there's a bunch of hotels on the other side, and beach on one side, hotels on the other side. So you've basically got a road that no one drives on in front of you and then you're on the beach. Um, it was a really nice spot, nice, beautiful hotel, man. We upgraded our room because the, the rooms were a little bit old and tired and up, upgraded to a suite where we had some free food and alcohol in the, in the afternoons and a really nice flash room, big, big room, um, and just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful hotel. The grounds were absolutely stunning. The gardens there was, were probably the best I've ever seen in Bali. You know, we've been there a lot of times over the years, a couple of times a year generally, and just beautiful hotel, man. So... Um, yeah, we're thinking about going back either there or the Padma at Christmas time, and um, yeah, but had a really good break, really good getaway. There was a few, I went over it all on this podcast and recorded last week, so I'm just going to skip over it and, and keep moving ahead. But yeah, I was really disappointed about the, the sound issues and, and the inconsistency I've had with the podcast of late. I feel really like I'm letting myself down when I don't get them out, no matter what the circumstances, you know, I feel really like I'm, I'm not putting the work in when I, when, I don't, when I don't make it happen, so I was spewing about that, but it was nice to go to Karatha last week, um, it's a pretty good town, you know, um, I'm a headland guy now these days, even though I grew up in Karatha, first eight years of my life, uh, I'm a headland guy these days, definitely um, I prefer it here, I'm sitting right now up at the lookout in my car, looking over the bloody beautiful water, you don't get that, uh, and I'm two minutes from my house, you know, you don't get that in Karatha, it's not on the water like headland is. Um, but the town itself is actually built, you know, like a proper town. There's, there's little um, high-rise apartments in the centre of town where we stayed. Underneath there's cafes and little bars and you can walk around to a bunch of different cafes and restaurants and bars and things in the town centre there. And, you know, it actually feels like a little township that's set up quite nicely. So in that respect, it's a good, good town, good little spot. Like we went to the Tambourine pub with the kids in, on Saturday afternoon, which is a nice big pub there good food and just you know they kind of do things a little bit better is in the way of infrastructure and, and um uh, running of establishments and things like that in Karatha but um you know so you got to give them that but as far as the, the being on the water and and the the that advantage we have over them and um yeah like I said I'm a, I'm a headland guy definitely through and through but yeah it was nice to get down there I think the wife and I might go down one weekend without the kids and stay and and have a bit of a, a little bit of a getaway weekend you know I'm sort of giving me that a bit of motivation to get down there again and, and have a proper look around because it was quite a quick whirlwind trip for us last weekend. But uh, moving on from that, anyway, as far as consistency with the podcast goes, um, I think that I've had a whole lot of things going on at the start of this year. Um, the plan was to get back from from Christmas holidays and be head down until this Bali trip that we just went on and then we're going to be and we're saving for a caravan this year as well so we're just planning on doing that one trip and then uh, and then just keeping on putting money away for this caravan and then we got a good scoop on deal for Broome so we booked that and then I had you know, my friend pass away at Christmas time so the, a week after getting back from so this is how it went went away for two and a half weeks over Christmas down in Perth Drove down and everything. Had a fair bit of travelling while we were down there. Got back to Perth, uh, back to Port Hedland, sorry. A week later, I had to fly back down for a funeral. Came back to Perth, um, maybe two or three weeks after that. Had to fly back down to Perth for the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert that was already booked. Came back another few weeks after that. Had to fly back down to Perth for a training course for work. Came back a couple of weeks after that, or even a week after that. Straight up to Broome for a long weekend back down then my wife was down in Karatha for a training course and then we went to Bali and now we're back and then the week after we were in Bali back down in Karatha for M's training again so this has just been a crazy whirlwind start to the year as far as um just head down money in the bank that hasn't really been happening we've been all over the shop my brother's just moved up to town a couple of months ago and he's sort of going gee do you guys even really live in Headland you know we're sort of part-timers at the moment so that consistency has been a little bit hard for me to come by but 
the next few months are definitely head down, head down money in the bank, consistency, consistency, consistency with, with work, with the podcast, with working around my yard, um, just with everything, you know, I, I, there's things I want to do, like I said, around the yard and, and, and I've got a lot going on at work, so it's really just head down and I wish afford me a little bit more stability and time to, to really work my podcast into a, an actual rhythm rather than just squeezing it in between events all the time like it has been lately. So if the quality and the content has suffered over the last few months, even though my passion's been there and I've been putting in the work, it's it really has been squeezing it in where I can find an hour here and an hour there. So hopefully I can um, pick the quality up and, and keep getting keep um, keep people engaged and um, interested and get back to my my roots of, of really being a, a, a town community focused podcast as well as my interests and passions where I feel it's been a little bit just about um, my interests and passions in music and things like that lately and less about just the, the community vibe so I need to refocus, recenter, get the consistency back and get the get the ship back online. I've got a few things um, I really want to get happening this year that I haven't made any headway on so I've got a lot of work ahead of me. Um, interviews coming up hopefully uh, it's that time of year we've got events in town, music coming through, festivals and things going on. People are out and about. Uh, the community is alive and buzzing again, so I really need to get myself refocused and um, perhaps aligned with some other, um, you know, the big influencers on social media who are around town and things like that and try and really take this podcast to the next level over the next six months. So that being said, um, I did say that, that we head down... And uh, money in the bank over the next few months. There'll be a little, a few camping trips. That'll probably, that's probably about all we'll be getting up to. Because man, the the weather is bloody ripe for it now. I know the kids, especially my boy, he's five this year. He's excited to go camping. My brother's just moved to town, as I as I mentioned just before. Uh, so I know he's keen to get out and about. So definitely some camping trips on the horizon. And the weather is just bloody gorgeous at the moment, man. I had the fire pit going at home last night. I'm building some seating around that out of old pallets and things. Um, so that's one of the things I'm, I'm doing in my yard at the moment. Um, but yeah, building some seating around the fire pit. So that'll be that'll be going. We'll be outside having those barbecues, you know, with the fire going, staying up a little bit later on the weekends, watching the stars and the fire and that sort of thing, which is just, man, you know, it's one of the... the it's what this town's about: getting outside and enjoying the, the weather and the um, at the right time of year, and just bloody getting amongst it. So uh, that's all coming up. And, and like I said, there's a lot of events that are sort of coming through town this time of year. We had our first race meet yesterday. I think it was family day. We didn't go because I was working, but uh, I was actually working at Great Wick Aquatics. So I was directly across from it, um, so I saw them saw them setting up for it and all the people rolling up and. Um, Race meets are obviously every two weeks now um, going through the season, so no doubt we'll get down to a few of those. Um, we've got the Moscow Circus in town right now. Um, we, me, the wife and the kids will be going on Wednesday because M's won the Mother's Day or one of the Mother's Day door prizes through our uh, daycare this week or last week. Um, and we got two tickets for the kids to to the Moscow Circus, so they're worth about forty bucks each. And I think we just we still have to buy the adult tickets, which are worth about fifty bucks each. But still, get those kids tickets and gives us um, something to yeah a reason to get out and do something this week. So that'll be pretty cool. I think it's fairly like um, uh, sort of stunt bike driver uh, heavy. The orientation is not like a acrobatics type circus where you know it's, it's human like human sort of um in like a what's 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 the word I'm thinking of human contortionists and like you know trapeze acts and like more like a Cirque, Cirque du Soleil where it's really people doing crazy shit with their bodies. I think it's more what, what I looked at the bat the, the little flyer for. I think it's more um, trail bikes and stunt stunt bikes like um you know like that's the What's that? What's the, what do they call that ball of death or the the cage of death or some shit? It's like a big circle and the bikes ride around and up, you know, and they kind of do loops around each other and shit. And, and dudes doing jumps and that kind of that kind of um, who are I guess. So I think we'll we'll go down to that. My boy should be pretty stoked about that. My daughter will be too, but again, she's a little bit younger. Where they kind of don't don't know what's going on when you take them out to events like that. But my boy definitely is at the stage where he's um. 
he's excited about it and he'll be talking about it for, for, for days or weeks afterwards, no doubt. So I think Moscow Moscow Circus is one we'll be getting down to, and you would have seen the the signs for it and the clowns and shit around town. They they put them in people's yards, front yards, obviously on main thoroughfares around town. I guess they they probably hit those people up and give them a bit of a pay, a bit of money, or maybe some free tickets or something like that to to the show. I'm not sure what the what the deal is there, the business interaction. But yeah, you see them with that big black clown and the sign in people's uh, front yards around the place. So that'll be cool. Check that one out. Uh, I know there's Comedy Fest was on last night. We didn't go down, but uh, I know a few people that did, which would have been pretty cool, man. And it makes me think, like, uh, I, really, I really wish I had some sort of uh, experience in organising um, a public event uh, on any level because I think that something like a weekly or a fortnightly, maybe fortnightly um, open mic, stand-up comedy open mic night at like the Esplanade or something would be a really good idea, say on like a Wednesday or a Thursday night. Something I've been thinking about for a while now, I'd love to I have all these little ideas and these little um, skits and things in my head, not skits but little uh, you know bits in my head that that I would love to try out as as um, on, the, on a stage doing an open mic stand-up comedy night and I think that there'd be some clowns around town who'd like to get involved in that as well, so I don't know if anyone listens to this and you've um, got the the you know the skills of organising public events like that. Maybe shout out to me, give me some advice and on how I could go about looking into that. Because I think that'd be a really good idea. Once a fortnight down at the Esplanade there, um, yeah, and have a, a, an open mic stand up comedy night. I'd get up and have a crack, and try out some of the some of the um, yeah the little bits I've got bouncing around in this head of mine. Um, I've also possibly could try a few of them out on the podcast a little bit as well, but definitely to do it in front of a live audience would be something I think I, I find would be terrifying and um, kind of excites me as well. I think it'd be pretty fun and something to try out also. But yeah, the Comedy Fest was on last night. Uh, what else we got going on? There's the Twilight movie series um, playing at Civic Centre. They had one recently. They played The Mighty Ducks, I think. I didn't catch wind of that one, but I know that there's another one coming up 29th of June, so about a month away. Uh, that's at the Civic Centre. They're playing The Lion King. So it's like, you know, an outdoor cinema set up on the grassed area at Civic Centre, which is a beautiful little spot, man. You'd be under the stars, like a big green there. Um, yeah, I think that'd be a cool thing to go down with the kids. I think my kids are just getting to that, to that age now where if there's a movie on, you know, um, they could probably get them to sit down on a on a picnic rug and um, and behave themselves well enough to go out to an event like that. So I think we'll be checking that one out next month down at the Civic Centre. Uh, sounds like a good little family event. 29th, I'm not sure what night that is. I assume it's a Saturday, Friday or a Saturday night, hopefully a Saturday night, something like that. would be nice to get down under the stars and, and um, check that out anyway. Um, what else is there? There's the State of the Art Music Festival coming up on the 3rd of June, so that's only a couple of weeks away. I didn't get an answer from uh, Brad Holder as to where that's being held, but um, it's on the 3rd of June. It's to celebrate uh, WA Day. It's a smaller version of uh, what they do over at... Um, it's a smaller version of what they do down in Perth, so there's got a big big lineup in Perth. Oh, here we go. I've just opened up the... Um, poster for it Brad sent through to me state of the art music festival Monday that's a weird day for it Monday the 3rd I guess it's a public holiday Monday the 3rd of June free entry at the Civic Centre Gardens just down the road from me there you go the Southern River Band headlining Bradley Hall Band will be um, playing he's a local um, country sort of rock dude that plays he's played at um, the Headland what was it called Red Dirt Music Festival last year uh, Frank's Fish Tank, uh, I don't know. Oh, Bella Blakemore's playing. Bella's playing as well, um, a friend of ours. So uh, that's coming up the 3rd of June, Monday the 3rd of June. So get down to that one at the, at the um, Civic Centre Gardens and, and check out some free music, man. Celebrate WA Day. I'll be down there for sure, man. 3 to 8. I'll probably get there about 5 o'clock. Check out a couple of acts. That'll be nice, man. Um, yeah, so what else is happening in town? Obviously, there's liquor restrictions on this weekend, so people are pulling their hair out about that one and um it's quite funny my brother it's the first liquor restrictions he's been through since he's moved into town so he's spilling he didn't he didn't know until friday afternoon it was already too late the bottle shops had restrictions from um 11 a.m on friday morning when they opened 
uh, mid-strength beer only being sold, and that's due to a, uh, they say, an event, a significant event in town. So whether that's land right meetings or a funeral or something, we all know what's what's going on with when the, when that happens. And um, to be honest, to be perfectly honest with you, I think it's it's pretty fucked. So it doesn't bother me personally, as in like I'm not spewing that I can't buy a carton of beer or a bottle of wine. One, I already have. You know, you plan for these things. I got alcohol at home, and if you know, I can't buy a full carton of beer after, you know, after uh, sort of be a little bit more careful with my beers this this weekend. Well, it's not a bit, not the end of the world. I'll, I'll get through it. But just the just the the fact, you know, the principle behind it, the fact that they closed down the bottle shops and put restrictions on, they quite often do it for funerals, and I think this one might be for land right meetings. It's um. Well, it's discrimination, really, isn't it? There's not really any other any other way to paint it. Like, it's a very weird thing. There's already liquor restrictions in this town. We can't buy any takeaway alcohol on a Sunday, and they limit how many bottles you can buy. I think six bottles of wine at a time. Uh, might be two cartons of full strength beer. So there's already liquor restrictions, you know, every day. And uh, there's any flag and flask wine up here either. And then when you have these events, um, they put full-blown liquor restrictions on all weekend. You can only buy mid-strength cartons of beer. And it's always to do with, uh, um, and you know, an indigenous cultural event, like a funeral or land rights meeting or something like that. So I just don't see how how that's not discrimination. So instead of, okay, if the police want to look at it practically and say we, we typically in these times we have, uh, we have more domestic violence and, and other, you know, um, violent sort of, um, cases going on around town, you know, you can look, you can look at the statistics and that, and from experience and make educated decisions and, and, you know, that's fair enough, that's what we do with, in, in life, but, but, um, could you not just bring up extra police force to handle things like that or, um, put something else in place rather than a blanket liquor restriction across the, across the town because it is, it's discrimination, that's, that's what it is. There's an event on that's an indigenous cultural event, and the police have deemed that this is going to bring some sort of increase in domestic violence. I think it's what they have written on the liquor restriction sign on the Woolworths I went to. So, so you're making a judgment call about a group of people, and then because to try and make out like it's not discrimination, you put a blanket uh, alcohol restriction across the whole town. So it kind of doesn't make sense. You're doing it for one group of people for a cultural event, and then you're trying to make out like you're not doing it for one group of people and uh, discriminating. So you so you make it a blanket uh, liquor restriction across the whole town. It's very it's very confusing what they're trying to achieve there, and who they're trying to fool with it. So no one can buy any full strength alcohol or any wine or spirits this whole weekend, but we're doing it for this one group of people. We deem there's going to be extra there's going to be trouble in town because of this one. Uh, event that's on for one part of the cultural uh, demographic in town but we can't just say those people can't buy alcohol this weekend so we're going to put a blanket restriction on do, do you see what I'm saying it's very very fucking confusing it is discrimination but then just by putting a blanket restriction across the whole town you're kind of trying to pretend like it's not it's very very confusing I don't I don't understand how like, where the legal loophole is that you can do that in a town. But again, like I said, it doesn't bother me personally. I just get my alcohol ready on a Thursday. Not, not a drama. Or if I miss out, and I can't buy a bottle of wine or something. Whatever, I fucking live. I just go for a run instead. Like it's not the end of the world. But the principle behind it is kind of weird. It seems kind of shady to me, and I know people do get pissed off about it. So there's definitely a discussion to be had there around that. Hey, uh, but moving on from that. Look at all the grey nomads rolling into town, as everybody would have noticed. All the fucking fruit and veggies gone in the shops, and the the overflow is starting to fill up at the moment. Mm. And that overflow, I've got to say, is bloody an embarrassment, mate. Like, it's sort of a represented representation of our town when we have all these different people come through town. There'll be you know thousands of them by the end of the season coming through town, doing their trip up, you know, around the top end or around Australia, wherever they're going, up into the Kimberleys. And they're coming through Port Hedland, and we want to change people's perception of the town, and we give them a fucking dry patch of dirt to to camp in, and that's and and that's it, and that's they're going to leave town with a little bit of that taste in their mouth, a bit of that red dirt from that overflow patch across from the race course, mate. So I just think, could we not? 
could we not lay some cracker dust down through that area and um, maybe put up uh, maybe like a, a fire pit, central fire pit in the middle and a toilet block there? Maybe just that. Maybe something as simple as that. So when they come in town, it doesn't look like we've just got a, a fucking vacant patch of red dirt. Yeah, you guys can go camp over there and then get the fuck out of town. And then leave town going, man, Hendon was a shithole, wasn't it? Like, could we not do that? Could we not have a an information board down there that tells them like the local points like they tell them they're across from the lookout and tell them when there's some events on in town and, and tell them where cemetery beaches and pretty pool like just point them to some of the nicer spots in town so people who come through here have a some cracker dust and a fire pit and a toileted area to park up at and community you know maybe some sort of little community shelter that they could sit around you know um some bench seats and you know a concrete pad and a roof over the head so they can get together and chat amongst each other. See a, a, an information board that tells them where, like I said, some of the nicer places around town are. And then when they leave town, they might go, "That was quite nice, wasn't it? That little stop over in Port Hedland. We met Judy and Harold from down there, you know, the, from the other caravan at the communal fire pit in the in the middle of the uh, of the overflow. And we 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 learnt where Pretty Pool was and went down there on the Sunday. And it was beautiful. You know, could we not do something like that? Just put half an effort in rather than just going here, guys. Here's a fucking patch of dirt. Stand camp there for three nights and fuck off. <laughs> I just think that it looks shit and it is a representation of our town for thousands of people who are coming through um, this time of year." So, I don't know, just throwing it out there, something to think about. What the fuck do I know? I'm only a chippy. Um, but anyway, moving on from that, I saw, speaking of pretty pool, I saw on Headland, everything Headland, um, when I was scanning around for some events and, and, and things that are going on around town, somebody put a picture up of a bunch of litter they cleaned up from uh, pretty pool on Thursday evening, a bunch of maggots went down there and had a few beers and there was water and some fish, you know, bottles of water, um, fish. Uh, bait fish wrappers like packaging and shit all just left on the beach man like who does who does that who does that shit you go to the beach beautiful beach pretty pool you have a bit of a fish couple of beers and you're like oh this is really nice isn't it and then you fuck off and leave like it was like a wheelbarrow at least full of rubbish like just you're a maggot whoever that group of people are you, you're bloody low breeds mate that shit pisses me off just just yeah it's always pissed me off. I remember being a young fella, 17, 16, 17, 17 years old, and going down to, to the local beach park for um, Australia Day and having big piss-ups there and everything And before we'd move on into the city to go to, down to watch, go in to watch the fireworks and leaving the park and there'd be KFC wrappers and McDonald's wrappers and beer bottles and shit all strewn across the park at the beach and you're thinking, we're here to celebrate our country, Australia, and you guys are littering at the beach. Like, where's the disconnect with some of these bloody Muppets, man? That, it just pisses me off. You go to a camping spot out in the middle of some, you know, middle of the wilderness at some beautiful waterhole and there's frigging old Coke cans and shit lying around there. Like, man, that, there's just no excuse for that shit. It pisses me off. So whoever the Muppets are that left your rubbish down at um, Pretty Pool on Thursday night, buddy, go kick rocks on the highway, nerds. Uh, moving on from that, um, I, 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 I was scoped, I scoped out Car Carlos's uh, Facebook page earlier on and had a quick yarn to him to see if he's got anything to promote, anything going on at the moment. And I noticed that he's actually doing a, a collaboration and, and um, editing a little short video, um, sort of a little documentary, I guess, for a bloke named Greg Chamberlain, who has just walked the Gibb River Road. So uh, to, wa- to to raise awareness for veterans with uh, post traumatic stress disorder, I think his um, uh, his company or what would you call it organization is called Healthy Warriors, and I've since messaged old mate Greg to see if he'd like to come on the podcast as well. So hopefully he hits me back with a big yes, and we can tee that one up and have a chat to him. So apparently you know Carlos says he's a really inspirational guy, got a great story, a good yarn. Obviously he walked the River Road, which is pretty hectic. Um, yeah, in 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 um, to to promote awareness for for. Um, veterans with PTSD so definitely keen to get him on and have a bit of a chat that sounds very very interesting and go to Carlos's page um, Captured by Carlos or just Carlos Carlos Carlsy on um, Facebook or Instagram to check out the details about that little video edit he's putting together which I'm sure is going to be badass so yeah shout out to Carlos for that one as well I think he said about mid-June that's going to be dropping um 
And what else? There's not much else going on around town. I think that's a decent whack of local events we just covered. Make up for the previous few weeks where I haven't really covered any. Uh, one last thing was I, I, I never caught the name of this chick. I tried to get my wife to find out the details for me. But anybody that knows the um, the, the the lady, I shouldn't call her just a chick. The the lady that that ran. Um, it's the thing about doing a podcast, hey. Sometimes you start realizing your some of your normal vernacular that can be taken as offensive when you when you start spitting it out into the public, like calling someone a, ch- a chick. <laughs> it's obviously not a problem when you're talking amongst friends, but if, you know, on a public forum, you start you, know, you start second guessing some of the things you say. Oh, should I call her a chick, or should I should I refer to her as a lady? <laughs> so the lady that used to own and run the coffee van the daily grind over in south headland at dreamers corner there she sold that business and is now doing some um these like resin boards resin chopping boards i saw on um facebook and um you know like uh, my father-in-law is doing some resin chopping boards as well and he's making some really nice stuff but what i really liked about what she's doing is she's taking aerial pictures of the pilbara as inspiration and then like making the resin board out to look like the this aerial shot, so there's like coastlines with red dirt and white sandy beaches going into a um, into the ocean, and the, that changing colour and that sort of jagged coastline, she sort of mimics that with the the resin. I'm not sure how, if she uses how she does it with the colouring underneath it, but there's this. You, I, I will find her name and maybe I'll put it on my my uh, Facebook and Instagram page, and I'll I'll give her a shout out next week if I can get hold of her, her name and her details, and you can find her page on on uh, Facebook but the way she does it it looks really good man it looks like a coastline with like you know like the, the, the sand going into the beach sand going into the ocean and the, that jagged sort of coastline look to it it's, you know and there's, it's really really quite cool and interesting I like what she's doing so I want to give her a shout out I'm sorry I don't know your name but I'm sure people know who I'm talking about the lady that used to own the Daily Grind coffee van and I will find her name out and, and um, give her a proper shout out next week and on the Instagram Facebook pages but yeah, that's about it for local events, town events. I just wanted to just quickly um, jump into a, a new little segment I'm starting up on the podcast. This is sort of the birth of it, so it's going to be short, sweet, maybe a little bit clunky. Uh, it's going to take work. I'm going to build on it each uh, week as we go. But the new segment's called Get the Fuck Out of Here. And basically, I'm going to be calling out some uh, group of people or a certain behavior or, uh, a typical, maybe, uh, like a, a, a cultural, um, phenomena or something like that, that, that I see happening around the place and that, um, either it gets on my, really gets my goat as the Americans would say, or something that grinds my chain or something that pisses me off or just something I find funny. And I'm just going to be doing a bit of a, uh, a little bit of a whinge about that. And it's going to be called Get the Fuck Out of Here. And today on the segment, um, I'm going after the politicians, right? So obviously we, we just had our um, the federal election yesterday. And it pisses me off because you never hear squat. You never hear diddly-boo. You never hear hair or high water from these bloody politicians, mate. Like during your normal everyday life, they just go about doing whatever they're doing, making all their decisions uh, down in Canberra, and, and then passing them on them on down the line, and uh, and they don't care about the the average man, you know. For I wouldn't say lack of a better word, I think it's a perfect word for this podcast. They don't care about the average man, they don't care about the average woman, they don't care about us until it's time for an election. And then all of a sudden they start hounding you, they start sending you letters in the mail, they start. I've been getting phone calls for the last month, an automated vo- uh, voice calling me up from, hi, oh, this is the federal federal government, just to just, uh, like to do a quick survey, it's going to take three to five minutes of your time, blah, 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 fuck off, get the fuck out of here, I hang up on them, mate, because it's like, I hate an automated voice uh, automated um, voice message calling me like you call me and you can't even be bothered having a human call me you get a bloody computer voice message to call me up and I'm supposed to just sit there in the middle of my day and do a five minute survey you, you, you can't even bother speaking to me and then I don't know if that's just because the election's been going on it seems very coincidental that this has been they've been calling me like once a day at least I know the number now it calls and I don't even pick it up or if I don't look at my phone I pick it up and hi this is, the federal, this is the Australian federal government here with a quick survey. And fuck off when I hang up on them. That's been pissing me off. They've been putting flies in the mail. They're all promising the world, you know, 
oh, they're going to change this, they're going to change that, this is your local um, representative for Liberal, local representative for Labor, get to know them, these people that you know here, like I said, you never hear anything from during the normal um, normal course of things in your normal everyday life until an election comes along. Then you go in and, you know, obviously we go in and we bloody vote. All your votes go to one of two parties anyway. It doesn't matter if you vote for the Hemp Party or the Green Party or, you know, uh, whatever different party you want to choose, uh, one of the fringe parties or something, you know, uh, you, you want to put your vote somewhere besides Liberal or Labor. It doesn't matter. It ends up going Liberal or Labor in the end anyway. I don't know why. It has to be basically just a two-man horse. Why can't there be actual other choices that actually have a, a chance of winning? It's, it's just bizarre the way the whole thing works. And then you go in, you vote, nothing changes, and they exit our life. You never, you don't hear from them again until there's another um, state or federal election coming up. So to the politicians who've been harassing me over the last few weeks, get the fuck out of here. Right. Um, as I said, it might be a little bit clunky and going to take work that, se- that segment, but, um, you know, got to spice it up a little bit and, and start trying to add some new bits and pieces into the podcast and keep myself interested in the rest of you as well. Um, so me, I'll close out the podcast by going over, going over a little bit of media that I've been interested in over the last few weeks. Um, first and foremost was the Hilltop Hoods cover of uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers on Triple J's Locker version on Friday morning, which was mint. I thought it was pretty good, hey. Um, I mean, I love the Hilltop Hoods, massive fan, Red Hot Chili Peppers, probably my favourite band of all time, so I was really wasn't going to be too disappointed no matter what happened, but I think they did a pretty good job of Can't Stop, the song Can't Stop. So um, I like Suffer's, the tone or the tune that Suffer, who's one of the MCs from Hilltop Hoods, that he sings in, it's kind of off-tune to the music, he does this when he raps as well, but it's not off, it's not out of tune, it's off-key to the to what the, the music the key the music's playing in and it works the way he does it it works quite well he did it really well on this track so they're playing in I don't know like a low D or something and he's then he's singing um, you know in a high in a higher key that wouldn't feel like it would match with the music but it does quite well and um, the problem I think was the vocals weren't quite loud enough when they 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 sung the choruses together and pressure the other MC did a little um a little Phil Collins insert of I can feel it coming in the air tonight which was a cool little breakdown in the middle of the song and they had the uh, uh, female singer songwriter Eka Vandal singing along with them and she got a very very powerful voice but the music was a little overpowering toward to 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 the vocals uh you know it's a live record it's a lot it's a live um performance so i guess that can happen sometimes so i think it sounded great i love what they did with it um it just i just wish the vocals were a little more powerful so they kept up with the with the music but all in all i was pretty happy with that cover and then uh they did a good job of their um of the original Leave Me Lonely as well. Uh, also, I guess the biggest news going on at the moment is Game of Thrones. Final episode airs tomorrow night. I'm crunk about this, man. I've been pumped the whole bloody, the whole season leading up to it. I accepted the whole six episodes, feature-length episodes. Um, you know, I just let these guys do what they've got to do. But I notice that people have been bitching and moaning about it. People online have been bitching and moaning about it. People are bitching that it took two years to make and why? how can it take them this long to put it all together and why is there only six episodes and they're rushing things. And I just think people whinge too much, man. I mean, we're talking about probably general consensus that the greatest TV show of all time, you know, I obviously really liked The Sopranos and, and Breaking Bad and, you know, there's a few other really, really good TV shows or great dramas and things like that as well. But, you know, as far as the overall production story, you know, the character, plot, everything, just this is probably the greatest TV show of all time. And um, people still want to complain about it, you know, oh, how can it take them two years to put this together? Well, I don't know, but I just accept the fact that these are some of the greatest minds in TV at the moment working on this project, and we love what they've done so far, and it's been so amazing and so impressive with all the different scenes and locations and so many different characters and plot lines and stories and the the wardrobe and everything's been so great for the whole show that I just assume that if it takes them two years to put this together, then it's a lot of work, and that's how long it takes, because who else is going to do a better job? 
everyone seems to think they can do a better job. Obviously, they can't because this is the best job that's ever been done. So at least they take some two years to put this together, and that's that's the work that went into it. That's what it took, man. I don't understand where the argument is for that. And I bloody loved it. I think it's been great. Been moving along quite fast. I like that all the different plots are starting to come together. Could they have done with one more season? Yeah, probably. Could have stretched out and done one, this and then one more season so it wasn't so um, jammed together. But at the same time, I like the fact that they're not trying to stretch it out and just milk it for everything it's worth. They're going to finish it, wrap it up in six episodes, and I guess they're all going to move on and, and do other things with their careers and their lives. But, you know, would you rather that, or would you rather, like I said, drag it out, milk it out, and just have a lot of dead episodes in between because they know they're going to make money off it? I prefer it this way. They're, they're trying to wrap it up and move on with the with the damn thing. And, um, you know, it is what it is. I've, and I'm bloody excited. I'm excited about this final episode tonight. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot of uh, shit to get to get solved in this last episode I think there's some some. I think I've got an idea of what's going to go down some serious shit's going to go down but yeah it's going to be really good great great series it's been and I'm um, excited to see it wrap up tomorrow night and on that same thread I've started listening to a fantasy book an audiobook version of a fantasy book I read I read the series years and years ago I've got a bunch of friends and family that have read this series as well it's called The Wheel of Time I think there's about 13 books all up with pre prequels and things like that um, involved and side stories um, but the main I think the main chunk of of the the main meat of the story is an 11 book series uh, The Wheel of Time and they're starting TV production for this thing in I think October this year Amazon Prime are going to be producing and airing this thing so I'll have to get an Amazon Prime subs- subscription when this finally comes into fru- fruition but it's um basically widely considered the best fantasy story ever written they like to say that um, Robert Jordan, who's the author, m- mastered uh, the the world that J.R. Tolkien created. So, and that's a very good way of putting it. He's a brilliant writer. The the guy is a World War uh, sorry guy's a uh, Vietnam veteran. He's a linguist. He is a histor- an historian. So he's got this um, background where he he makes these um, different countries and different cities and different cultures and and they have a rich history behind them and they have these great languages and different you know the the names and the names of cities and the way you know it, it all feels very rich the way things all derive from certain languages like we have our languages derived from latin and things like that you know um English, sort of european languages derived from latin and um it's just bloody it's it's just great. It's an an awesome series. So intricate. Very different to Game of Thrones. It's not as um, politically driven. It's more character storyline driven. And there's so many different threads in the story. I'm not going to even try to attempt to explain it to you at the moment. You'd have to look into it for yourself. But I've been pleasantly surprised with the audiobook version of it. I just smashed out a whole book this week, which would normally take me months to read a, a fantasy book this size. It was 29 hours on the audiobook. I read it on 1.25 speed, so it probably took me a little bit less. But, I mean, it's different because I've read the whole story before, the whole series before, and um, guys that you would normally, like names that I would have said differently, he, this guy has a different way of saying some of the names, so it makes you think about that differently. Uh, the voices he does for different characters is maybe different to how I would have I would have thought of them. So it gives you a little bit of a different spin on the book and makes me let go of some of my, um, my ideas and my biases about it. It makes me let go of them a little bit, which prepares me for a TV uh, a screen adaption, which is no doubt going to change things around again, um, and gets me outside of my original thought of exactly who these characters were and how the story went. And yeah, like I said, it's the first time, I'm not sure if I did say this, um, but it's the first time I've ever done a fantasy book in audiobook form. I've only ever done non-fictions before, so I quite enjoyed it. You know, It takes up a lot of time. I mean, like I said, it's 29 hours. I can do two, two, non, two or three non-fiction books in that time. Um, but so I've just sort of been working on my own mostly this week. So it's been headphones on, knuckle and you know, knuckle down to work, and just have this fantasy book rolling in the background. So I've been really enjoying that, man, and uh, it's getting me excited to to hopefully get caught up with the whole series again by the end of the year when they start production on this. And hopefully I can, uh, hopefully they do a really good job of it. If they if they use take if they learn some lessons from Game of Thrones and hopefully use some of the same people from production and 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 you know costumes and things like that, uh, costume design and all those kind of things, um, and really use Game of Thrones as a template to do 
this show. I think they can do a really, really good job of it. It's a far better story. That's a general consensus in the fantasy uh, nut community. Um, and just it's just about the execution. If they execute it properly, it can be done really, really well. So we'll see how that all pans out, and I'm being excited about that as of late. And I guess the last show I've been watching recently, which has been pretty cool, is a Christina Applegate-produced produ- and starting TV show. Not produced, directed and starting TV show um, on Netflix called You're Dead to Me. Bloody great show. Uh, it starts off basically her husband's died. He was killed in a hit and run accident, and her life's falling apart. She's got a couple of young kids. She lives in a rich sort of neighborhood in California. She's sort of leaning heavily on alcohol for pain relief, and she meets another lady who's kind of a bit weird and crazy. And this friendship ensues between them, and there's a lot of twists and turns and backstory. And it's a really, really good show. Uh, really well done. Impressed with Christina Applegate as a director and as an actor in it. All the all the cast is really well cast, and the acting's great. The storyline's great. It's really funny. It's got good, strong female characters and things like that as well. Um, so just really, and and it was you know, um, it's like I said, directed by a woman as well. So I think that's great that women who are looking for equality, uh, um, not so much a quality of outcome, but a qu- equal representation in, in media and things like that. Um, I think the way to do it is, is like this, to go out and write your own shit and write and direct and star in your own shows and, and things like that, as is another lady who's in uh, Single Mums is another TV show on Netflix good strong female characters and I think that's the way to do it don't sit around wait for men to write you into these TV shows with good strong characters and representation go out and, and make it happen yourself and women are start really starting to do that now and I guess um, with the gatekeep- traditional gatekeepers of big um, big network companies and shit and executives and a lot more streaming services and things going going around these days there's a Big, big gap in the door for, for women to come into to, um, media and, and make their own mark, and they're starting to do that. And like this one for me is really, really cream of the crop at the moment. Dead to me, hilarious, nice and dark, um, good, good TV show, well directed, uh, well casted, well scripted. Go check it out. And um, that's all I've got for today. That is the Average Man Podcast, episode number 36. Finally got the damn thing done. Roll with it. Hope you guys liked my track at the beginning there. Uh, please like and sh- 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 share this episode when you see the link dropped for it. And, um, yeah, thanks for your support, everybody. And, yeah, um, I'll, you'll hear more from me on the socials. Uh, Average, Man episode, Average Man Podcast, episode number 36.